Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life. And today... Today we're talking about how to parent in a blended family as a bio parent. Some helpful tips, some encouragement, and just basically this one's for the bio parents. So enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're just going to get right into it. Yeah, we're going to talk about, this one's all for the, all about the bio parents, for the bio parents. So parenting help specifically for bio parents in your blended families. And this is a really great one if you're a step parent or a grandparent or even a co-parent in a blended family situation to listen to because if it's always helpful to understand the people in your life, like whether you agree or not, um, having a greater understanding will help you show up and interact with them in a way that maybe would be more helpful than conflict creating. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when we talk about issues that bio parents have in a blended family, it's interesting because I think bio parents get passed over. Like, we always talk about the exes, mm-hmm. or we're talking about the kids, mm-hmm. or we're talking about the step-parents. Right. I was um, researching, the trying to research this topic a little bit. I have a hair in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was trying to look up anything about bio-parenting in a blended family, there's nothing out there. Right. Yeah, really. it's, it's one of those things that we're always talking about. Well, it's, be, it's usually because everyone's talking about everyone else. It's never... It's never about the bio person. It's always the bio person talking about the step parents and the step kids, and it's always everyone else's fault. Well, it's like, know? look at how hard it is to be a step parent. Yeah. How alone you feel as a step parent. Right. Look at how hard this is on the kids yeah. and trying to get the kids to, we're trying to figure out the kids' step parent relationship. Right. You know, or right. we're dealing with each other's exes. But there's not a lot of, I don't feel, and maybe you would disagree, but when it comes to bio parenting in a blended family life, it kind of gets a, it kind of gets looked over, gets passed over, not well, really I, considered. And I, yeah, but I, th- I would say it's equally hard. Yeah, I think that's the the big reason though is because the bio parent ultimately has all the power. 
Therefore, they're the ones on the pedestal. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're the ones that are like, well, I'm right. And it's the it's the step parents that get pushed down or feel pushed down or feel belittled or lesser than or, you know. Slighted. <laughs> my favorite my favorite term when it comes to step parenting is, um, and I have felt this, well, not really. I can't really relate, but all the expectations mm-hmm. and none of the power. Yeah. You know, like you have all the responsibility to do all the things, provide all the things, show up for all the things, support all the things, love. But do you have any say? No. Or any and a lot of times no credit either. You know, there's no credit given. Whereas that's where all the help and all the, you know, everyone's searching for things for step parents because they're the ones that feel it the most. However, what we're going to talk about today is the bio parents because the bio parents I think feel it just feel it differently. Well, it's funny because in coaching I talk to a lot of step parents. Mm-hmm. And it's re- it, it makes me laugh because I'm both a bio parent and a step parent right. and a stepchild. <laughs> um you're just stepped on. I'm stepped. But what's comical to me and I chuckle to myself is step parents what they complain about as far as the kids go. Mm-hmm. The, like, lack of gratitude, the, like, I have no, they don't even care about me. Like, they don't even say hello. I'm like, right. welcome to parenthood. Like, the you are, I'm like, didn't you we just ha- <laughs> Didn't we just have this conversation before we left the house? Yeah. You know, like, just how. But it's just, it's just interesting because I think that what step parents feel, they don't seem to understand that biological parent parents feel the same way. Oh, for sure. And so I want to come at our audience today kind of with a realization that because we've talked about how there could be this divide like step parent and parent in the home. But I'm going to kind of challenge everyone to consider that if you're a step parent and a bio parent, you have a lot more in common than you don't. Well, and here's the thing. Interesting. This is exactly why we all need to get on the same team because we are on the same team. So why do we all pretend to be playing for different sides? Where at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. this is our home front. This is our team. Like, why aren't we all playing for the same team? And step parents feel, well, I, I, you know, I chose to step up for this. Mm -hmm. Well, so do bio parents. Right. Bio parents also choose to show up and be present every day when they don't have to. Right. You know what? Really, everyone Who's in the kids' lives are showing up and making a choice. Well, there it's kind of, you know, the, the bio parent and the step parent both chose to step into this life. Like, they, they chose this life. At the end of the day, it's the kids that didn't get to choose, you know, most, most likely. Right. You know. Bio parents chose to have a baby. Yeah. And even if you didn't choose and you got pregnant, like, accidentally or, like, one of mine was a surprise, you know, I was on birth control and... Now I'm a mom, like mm-hmm. didn't plan for it, didn't necessarily want it at that time in my life. You called it an it. <laughs> I'm just not saying which child this was. <laughs> if I use a pronoun, <laughs> he, she, him, her, <laughs> it will get. It doesn't even matter this day it and doesn't. age. <laughs> so it is feels very uh, timely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, but my point is, even if you didn't, pregnancy was an accident. Right. You know, you chose to keep it. You chose yeah. not to put your child up for adoption. You chose to go forth in this parenthood thing when you really didn't have to. Right. So I think that this great divide between spouses in the home, and I know we've certainly felt this between step parenthood and 
bioparenthood, man, I don't think there's a lot of divide. I think that we all have more in common and can empathize with each other. Um, there are some things that are different, but I think the things that are different are few and far between um, than the things that are similar. And the problem is when we focus on the differences, then that's how we see everything. Well, and I think that's how the divide happens is because most people focus on my child, their child, you know, uh, bio child, stepchild, you know, or children. And that is, it becomes up your mindset. And I know, yeah. and, and I know a while back, probably about a year ago, I was like, well, we need to start calling them our children. You've been and, saying this and, from and day I've one. always been saying that, but, <laughs> but it still, it still goes to show that if yeah. we don't talk like that, it does not get portrayed like right. that. And I mean, we had just an incident in the, in the house the other day. That wasn't a major incident, but it was an incident that like very, very clearly goes to show because that's the, that's the way that the kids are labeled. That's the way that the kids get treated, even though we don't want them to be treated like that. Even though at the end of the day, we love all the kids they do get treated differently, like like circumstances get treated differently. Yeah. You know? Does yeah. that make sense? Right. And so before, totally. Okay. And so what I want to do is up front before we talk about the hardships and so bio parents don't feel alone, mm-hmm. what I want to do is come up with this. I want to start with the solution. Mm-hmm. So if you're, a well, how are you showing up in your family? Because I've seen this in our own home. I've seen this with you in seasons of your life, and I've seen this with myself in seasons of my life. If I'm showing up like life is awful and life is miserable and nothing's going right and everyone's against me, no one's for me, and I feel very alone, and that is what I believe, that is how I will show up, and then that is that person is who's interacting with my spouse, with the kids, whether my bio kids or stepkids, that is who's showing up in my ex's life trying to co-parent. Co-parenting with a chip on your shoulder makes it harder. Oh, 100%. So if that's how I believe and how I show up, then I am going to manifest that kind of life, right? That's such a good show. <laughs> but that is the life I'm creating for myself. If my beliefs are informing my actions and my actions are reinforcing my beliefs, then this is the cycle we get in, right? Right. So if I flip the script and I'm understanding like my spouse understands me a lot more than I think because they're probably going through something similar too, and we are a team. And if I understand that, you know, my relationship with my children or stepchildren is largely based on how I'm showing up in that relationship. So I want to be grateful. I'm going to focus on the good qualities of this child or I'm going to pray that God softens my heart towards this child because really I don't like them. Like, and so God, please soften my heart and create relationship here. Or, you know, please heal. Like if there's hope and healing and restoration for relationships that are co-parenting relationships, right, that might be really broken. If you can come at life with like a hopeful, helpful attitude or an attitude of gratitude, you know, and an attitude of like, I, what do I want? I want to be a peacemaker. I want to be a, you know, a lover of all my family. Like I want to show up in love. Then that is the life you're going to create. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because that's what you put out. That's what's received. 
Well, it's also and what you're focused on. Somebody who receives love yeah. is going to come. I mean, it may take time, right? But things will soften and get better. Yeah, you'll break down the walls for sure. Yeah, you're not part of that toxic cycle. And so it's really about all how you're showing up. Does that make sense? Do you have anything to add? I know yeah. you've seen me go through seasons right. like this. I've definitely seen you. <laughs> yeah, like every other day. Today, yesterday. <laughs> every, it's uh, every like day. every other day. It, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, there's there's ups and downs for sure. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, my thoughts are that you are 100% correct. Like if this is what you're focused on, if this is how you're living your life out, yep. this is how it's going to be. And I think that's why I do go back and forth because I do have times where I'm feeling like this, but I also have times where... I'm very grateful and have a lot of gratitude towards things. Are you things. calling yourself bipolar? Uh, no, but I'm also like very aware of my surroundings. There's it's a, hard. quite often there are times where I'm very down and I'm like yeah. I'm in it, you know, and I'm like damn it, like that things are very hard right now. Yeah. This situation's hard. Something's not going right. But then I very quickly realize like this isn't everything and I'll pull myself out of it. Now it might not be for a few hours, but You've never seen me feel like that for days on end or weeks on end or months on end. Why are you playing with your hair? I'm just letting you talk. <laughs> it's only been a few years now. I'm giving, <laughs> giving you space <laughs> to be you. Yeah. I mean, th- sometimes, I mean, yeah, sometimes things are There's very, There's seasons very hard, of life. For sure. And it's easy. And I think that, gosh, not to get very spiritual or to get spiritual, but something that I'm in a woman's Bible study and something we talk a lot about or we have been talking a lot about is how like the enemy uses fear and emotion to distract us from God's blessings, right? Like if he's cock blocking you from seeing what to to use God and cock in the same sentence. God knows my heart. I'm not worried uh, about it. I would be. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I have. I think I'm okay. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just <laughs> I'm doomed. Just up, yeah. But but what's interesting is, and so I'm, it's everyone who knows me knows I'm very sensitive. I'm very emotional. So I've been really praying for like God to guard my heart because it's just how I'm built. But I think that the enemy uses that right to distract me yeah, from 100%. blessings, front to distract me to create drama and conflict. And um, you know, fear is a, an excellent tool that the enemy uses to try to block you from blessings to keep you down in a toxic cycle so you can't engage in a loving, meaningful way that's going to grow you and bless you, right? So um, there's a lot of that that tends to happen, I think, in blended families because I think sometimes, and people might be shutting off our podcast because I'm getting spiritual, but I think the devil (laughs) has such a foothold because when you're divorced and you're in a blended family situation, there's a lot of baggage, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of room for him to come in, and you know, there's a lot more he has to play with, if you will. <laughs> if I will. But what are your thoughts on that? When yeah, I bring hundred hundred percent again, it's like what you're surrounded with and where you are, and yeah. it's really like if that's what you're. You know, I mean, kind of the message at church today was about that, too. Like, who you surround yourself with is ultimately, like, what you're yeah. what you're going to get out of life, you know? Like, the friends that you have, you know, take a good look at them and who they are. Because right. the friends that you carry are quite often who you are, you yeah. know? And you might be different from them. And, yeah, you usually are. But at the end of the day, that's your surrounding. That is your 
that's what's impressing everything upon you. You know, that's where all your wisdom and your knowledge and thoughts and conversations all stem from. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's another way you can help yourself as a bio parent when you feel alone in it or you're feeling really frustrated. You need to decide who do you want to be, whether you're, I guess this goes for any, uh, any leader in a family, but we would tell our kids this too, like, who do you want to be as a bio parent, as a step parent? You know, what are the qualities, values that I want to have? And then go find people who have that and go be around them to go off what Eric was saying. This is kind of our church message. And it doesn't stop for our kids. We do that. Right. And or who our kids hang out with matters. Well, same with you. You grow in community. So if you're feeling alone, go get in community. Go find parents biological or step, whatever, find parents who are married and doing family life well-ish. I mean, no one's perfect, but go find people who have the values and goals and um, beliefs and morals that you also want to have for yourself and and befriend parents who are like-minded and like-hearted like that, and you'll feel less alone. You'll be able to get wisdom and discernment in a much more meaningful way that'll be helpful, not divorce that guy. Well, the other thing is too, is is if you you can't find friends like that, you're like, man, no one is like that around me. You know, no, no one else is. Well, there's a good chance your spouse is. So maybe start, you know, you don't have to hundred percent let go of your friends, but maybe distance yourself a little bit from, you know, the negative, the toxic people. Yeah. And pour more time into your family. Pour more time yeah. into your husband, your wife, your children, your stepchildren, you know, your your ultimate goal for your family, your career, you know, like uh, whatever is going to help bring your family up and make them wholer, yeah, <laughs> if wholer. you will. Is that a real word? Well, and if you're a married <laughs> couple, I, I... Way more wholer. Way more wholer. I'm away from the mic. But I think that it's really important as a married couple, because your blended family is only as strong as the marriage, right? So if your marriage crumbles, you have no blended family. So I think it's super important for you to have other married couples who are like-minded, like-hearted beliefs, values that you surround yourself with that want, that are going to root for your marriage. And I, I, this is something I don't think we understand how important it is because when marriage gets rocky, you need people that are going to encourage you to support your values and beliefs during a hard time and not just abandon ship. Unless, like, there's abuse or something Mountains weird and happened. valleys, right? Mountains and valleys. Yeah. Who's going to show up for each one? Mount- but Mountains being when you're at your highest point and everything's great and valleys being right. when you're at your lowest point. So, but married couple of friends. And I, the it's interesting because a lot of... My friendships, I have one-on-one girlfriends who are married, but we don't hang out as married couples. Like, I'm friends with women who are married, but we don't have a lot of married couple friends that we would go hang out as a married couple with other married couples. But there's so many reasons for that. And, like, you you know, like, are you aware of why that is or no? Or, Or is it like, hmm, I wonder why? I think it's personalities. Oh, really? I don't, I don't. I, well, I think our work schedules and I we're think, kids yeah. are really busy, but I, I also know that it's, it's a void we have and we've always had 
where we don't have like a solid married couple group where we would go barbecue together or go on like a trip with our kid. Like, you know, it that's something that I really would love right. in our life. Like, I think it would be great for us. You're laughing at me. Yeah, because I'm like kind of like trying to think of like how this would how this would actually play out. And what it would look like, but at the end like of the day, just to day, go do stuff as like yeah, but I'm also married couples. But or, what's like kind of funny about the whole thing is oh. like it'd also be great at the end of the day, like to be able to have this type of time as a family too. And I think most people in blended families can really empathize with this. Like bl- being in a blended family is like very, 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 very hard to schedule things with, especially being business owners having. Yeah, but you we know, have like every other weekend ish right now without like we could go do stuff with some other. We friends. could, but instead we're podcasting. You know what I mean? Instead we're going to church. Instead we're working on our businesses. Instead we're spending time just one on one because we don't. You know what I'm saying? It's a very hard thing for us. Yeah. So. Well, it's just a void. Yeah. Like you may not feel like it is or need that, but that's fine. You like people way more Poor than people. I do. I just feel like that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to bioparenting, kind of a little tangent there. But get yourself in the community. Get yourself around like-minded people that will sharpen you, sharpen you and help you when you feel like you need wisdom and advice. Don't go to wisdom and advice from people who want you to leave your marriage because yeah. you're going to leave your marriage. And it's interesting because I think that a lot of times after – like what I get in from people who write into us, it's you like just get someone to write into us like this morning. I did, <laughs> and we're gonna answer that in a little bit here. But I feel like a lot of people get married and then regret it, or they get married knowing there's a problem, and then don't like the problem. Yeah, or thinking marriage is. Do you know fix what I'm trying to say? Like, I married someone who doesn't like my kids, and now I feel bad that they, I don't know what to do about that. That's mm-hmm. kind of the email we got. Oh, I see. I haven't read this email yet. Are we going to jump straight into the email, or are we to? waiting? I don't Sure. We can. Okay. All right. So, here we go. A listener writes in and says, as a mother to four boys and married to a man who's not the biological father of three of them, so he's a stepdad to three of the boys... Um, Some days leaves me lost and confused. My three boys don't like their stepdad. And in return, he can't take their pushback some days and doesn't want to be around them. It makes it seem impossible to do family things together and to spend time all together. I don't know what to do or how to help either side. I feel very alone in this. Who? Other can, other than God, can I turn to who will understand and give me advice? They have been married for four years. <laughs> did you just use your fingers to I count did. to four? I did. <laughs> I had to do years. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, did she give us the the age of... They're teenagers. They're all teenagers? <laughs> That's just... That is a very, very, very hard age. There's lots of varies in this episode. That's a hard age, right? I mean, just dealing with teenagers because they're kind of set in their ways. They really don't want to be dealing with mom and dad to begin with usually. And then at the end of the day, when they're not so stoked on stepdad, that's just one more element. 
But the fact that the kids don't want to be doing family things or it makes it hard to do family things. And stepdad doesn't want to be around them either. Because of that, I'm sure. Or it, 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 there, So there's going to be a big combination, right, of reasons why he doesn't want to be around them. He, they don't want to be around him. And at the end of the day, it's going to it's personalities. So bio mom here is really stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like you And can this is the number one thing I will say bio parents. We're going to talk about more, but this right here is the number one thing that I feel is the hardest thing for bio parents is being stuck in between your biological children and your spouse who you married and vowed your life to. Being in the middle like she is right now because you love both so much, you want both to love each other so yet, much. M- yet both are making you so miserable. Not not personally miserable. <laughs> Go run but away. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, no, no. Um, but that's, that's how you feel. Like bio parents are like, I don't want to be here either. You right. guys don't want to be here. You don't like each other. I'm in the middle. Like it makes you. It, it makes, makes you, you feel, feel like crap. Like I've I've I have definitely been there yep. and felt that. And it, no worse yep. than when you're hundreds. Or thousands of miles away from home and you can't run away <laughs> you know what i mean and you're stuck between all of this and all the drama it's like really it's hard. it's uh, w- it almost draws you into a depression so i feel like you can yeah. speak a lot to that because that's more of a personal this starts more at a personal level now even though it's so deep because of her husband and her children mm-hmm. this now is going to get pulled into a personal level like she because at the end of the day she can really only control herself and try to help the situation but it's her that she's gonna have to learn to deal with this right yes and I think it all goes to mindset so there's two questions that we ask in code well the number one question I would ask her is what do you need to let go of what can you let go of to get yourself to the next monkey bar, right? Like if there's a monkey bar, you have to let go of one eventually, even if you're jumping over three to get to the other one, right. you have to let go or you're never going to move forward. So in life, with whether it's finances, business, relationships, parenting, co-parenting, if you have a goal in life, you always have to let go of something to move forward. It doesn't matter what it is. So maybe it's expectations, Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's letting go of caring so much. Maybe it's guarding your heart and letting go of the responsibility to try to control everything. Maybe it's, I don't know. But, you know, in any situation you're in, if you want change or growth, you have to let go. And so if you want to show up, How do you want to show up? The best way I feel that she could show up in this situation is an encourager. So let go of expectation. You can't change anyone. But I will tell you, like, if you ever see your husband showing up for the kids, coming to a game, um, making them food, bringing home groceries, fixing something that the kids need fix, rescuing the kids, taking them for a ride, However, the stepdad may show up in everyday life if, as the bio parent, you can acknowledge every day how your step parent, if you have a step parent in the home that's struggling and you're the bio parent, a great way to encourage change is just encourage and acknowledge what's going well. Always. Even if it's the littlest thing. 
Because when somebody feels like they're acknowledged and encouraged, they're more willing. It's like employees, if you will, which I know you hate that analogy because <laughs> your spouse isn't your employee. But Right, but you're looking at it like you're saying, for instance. Right. So if you can acknowledge what's going well and be grateful for what's going well, thank you for going to work so that we can have groceries, right? Even if the stepdad is not actually step-parenting, but he is providing on some level. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's maybe paying That's for right. the roof over the head or... Fixing things around the house. Th- exactly. You know, giving advice, saying hi, you know. If if the bio parent can acknowledge what's going well, acknowledge the things that are good, you know, stepdad will be more motivated even if when the time comes to jump on an opportunity, He'll be encouraged and seen and heard to be able to latch on to a moment or like, because that feels good. It feels good to be seen and heard and like you it feel helps. like you're I mean, otherwise, for. what are we doing it for? You know, I mean, obviously right. other reasons, but at the end of the day, like that's the only right. real verbal way to communicate right. your and gratitude it, in this situation. Yeah, or just acknowledgement. Right. Like, hey, I saw that you did that. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Or I really appreciate you go to work every day and you don't give up on our family. I appreciate that every day our, my, my boys aren't asked to you that you don't leave us because that must be really hard. <laughs> you don't take them out back and beat them. <laughs> but even acknowledging that, like you can't fix it, but acknowledging right. to your the step-parent in the home how it must be really hard to endure this and I just want to say thank you for not leaving or I appreciate that you're here probably would go a long way to make someone want to stay and want to grow and want to make things better versus if you're like, oh, I'm this bums me out. I'm always disappointed in this person or I'm upset and I just wish things were different. And like, that's such a downer. Like, I want to slip my wrist too now. Like now we're both miserable and nobody wants to be here and that's not sexy or happy or it doesn't inspire anything, but like, okay, well, life really shit. Sorry. Like, that's just not motivating. Right. So I think as a bio parent, your best bet is to be an encourager in this situation. And with your boys, as a bio parent in this situation, there should be a base level respect. Like, I don't think you can force people to like people. I think connection happens or it doesn't. But you can be like, this is an adult in the home. I don't care if you see him as a father figure or not. There will be a base level of just respect. Well, and also just reminding. Yes, no, please, thank yeah, you. And reminding the kids all this person does for them. Yeah. You know? And if you are this person, if you are the one that is getting treated like this and you feel like this and you feel like you're so alone and not recognized, maybe your spouse doesn't recognize you, your stepchildren don't recognize you, um, always know like how many stories we've heard of People that are now adults that are like, man, I was such an ass to my stepmom or my stepdad. And I might not agree with everything that they did or who they are or what they are. But, man, I respect them. And I am the way I am now. And I really am grateful. I'm one of those kids. You're one of those. And, again, like you don't – it's not like you have a relationship with your stepmom now and don't really don't respect most of the way of how she did things. But at the end of the day, you're like, man. I appreciate that she took care of me. She showed up. She didn't, she wasn't bitch to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, she was She was fine to me. She took me places and 
you know, but you, it takes adulthood and maturity to, to understand that. So step parents also need to understand that these kids aren't mature. What you is know? it? Your frontal cerebral cortex? <laughs> something that's got to mature? <laughs> something yeah, like that. Something. But, um, and I'm going to say something right now to bio parents that's going to either blow your mind or piss you off. Should I get the red button ready? No. Oh. I'm not going to be mad. Okay. If you feel like you're in the middle, you put yourself there. Bio parents, listen to me. If you feel like you're in the middle, you put yourself there. No one put you there. You put yourself there. So maybe you need to ask yourself, what do I need to let go of to get myself out of the middle? And no, I'm not talking about your marriage. I'm talking about maybe you let go of trying to control everyone and change everyone and make sure everyone's relationships are perfect because you don't have that power. And so you try to be peacemaker and that puts you in the middle because you're trying to micromanage everything and make everyone happy. And I want my kids to be happy. I want my spouse to be happy and I can't make them both happy. Well, that's you doing that. Nobody's doing that to you, but yourself. So if you don't like being in the middle and some people do, but if that's really hard for you, you need to get real curious real quick about what you need to let go of to take yourself out of the middle of that and realize that you put yourself there. You've allowed your kids to manipulate you in a way that makes you feel guilty, whatever. Or your spouse. Or your spouse. But you've put yourself there. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a big realization that all of us need to come to. Bio parents, step parents, no parents, whatever the hell we are. I think it's a realization that we can't control the other people. We can control ourselves but trying to make everyone happy and be peacemaker at the end of the day if you don't like my kid my kid doesn't like you like me being in the middle of it isn't really going to change it now I can try to help it a little bit but at the end of the day it almost makes things worse because now I'm highlighting everything yeah and I want to this is one of the things I feel like is hard for blended families bio parents and it's something that Lori Short says in her book, Grace-Filled Step Parenting, is that the bio parent is the one who brokers the relationship between step parent and child. Now, brokering a relationship is very different than controlling or micromanaging, but I think that's a very big distinction we have to make. Do you understand the difference there? So, like, yeah, for sure. you do as a bio parent have responsibility to help broker a relationship, right? Yeah. But you do not have the responsibility to make people like each other, to make personalities click, to make a relationship be what you want it, what you wish it could be. Nor is it going to matter. If you force someone into a position or a place that they want to be, it's only going to last so long. If it's not meant to be, it's not going to be. And then you're the one that's going to be left with a bad taste in your mouth. And people are going to be mad at you. It's all it's all going to come back to you anyway. So yep. it might fix it for a little bit of time. But at the end of the day, you know, months, years, weeks down the road, whatever it may be, it's going to be you with the with the stains on your hands, you know? Yeah. So how would you say are some ways that a bio parent can broker, help broker a good relationship between 
their spouse and child or children without controlling, micromanaging, forcing all those other things. Do you have any tips for people? Well, I think I think one is, you know, what you just mentioned a few minutes ago, but another one is um you know, not besides what encouraging. What was the one I mentioned? Oh, encur- encouraging. encouraging. Okay. I think I think encouraging is one of the one of the greatest things, but um I think really kind of letting people figure out their situations and continuing to live life. So just because um my son makes you miserable when we're on vacation doesn't mean that you should never go take vacation now if my son's going to be there. You know, it's like, well, you need to keep living your life. You need to keep going through and not pretending like this doesn't affect you, but not truly letting it affect you to the core. I think you need to continue to live your life because also if people are seeing that they're able to affect you by the way things are going, like a lot of times human beings will just use that against you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so maybe there needs to be consequences so that feelings don't grow. Right. Like I think a lot of, and this is like a step parent thing, but I, it may be by a parent, but I think that what happens is there's no concrete consequences. And so if there's not that, then feelings of resentment or bitterness grow up because a situation, and I've seen this in a lot, of my life just in not this in different relationships with step parents and my mom, like just different things, like because there was no consequences for an action and it was just allowed and like we just passed it over, put it under the rug, didn't really deal with it. And we moved on. It may not have affected our life, but it definitely created a lot of bitter roots and stuff that ruins relationships in the end. Right. So I think that that is something I, you know, to, to consider. But I, I, I think that maybe bio parents need to broker in as far as like encouragement and provide opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, provide opportunity and space to have connection, provide encouragement, but you can't pressure your child or your spouse into something they don't want. No, but what you can do is you can be upfront and honest about how things make you feel and let each party know how they make you feel, you know, let them know like, Hey, you don't have to call them out, you know, in the, in the time of battle when it's happening. But after the fact, you can go to each party, you know, go to your, your spouse and be like, Hey, you know, this is not helping. This is, you know, just like you said, kind of broker the situation, but let them know how it, how it makes you feel and how it's affecting you. So you're, you're not putting yourself in between it. But you are also not sticking your head in the sand and just pretending like it doesn't exist. You know, you need to be up front and, like, let people know how this makes you feel. Because if you just keep this in, you're like, well, my son hates my stepfather, his stepfather and vice versa. You know, I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist and go on with my life. That's not the way of doing it either. You need to you need to still show up and go on with life, but you also need to let them know this is how it's affecting me. This is how it's, you know, making me feel and make them aware of it. Because if people aren't aware of something, they're not mind readers. They can't. Yeah. yeah. Then then why are they going to change their behavior and what, what's going on? Yeah. So I, that's really excellent advice and it makes you a player, right? Like it makes you have skin in the game. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's not all about step parent, step child, where I think the focus is a lot on. It's like, no, 
bio parent is still here. I still have a say and I still matter. And how you two are behaving is affecting me. So either figure it out or don't like, but this is not okay for me. Just so you two know. And I love you both, but this is hurting me. But no Christmas presents for either of you this year. You're <laughs> screwing it up. So the, back to the email of the listener who wrote in. She asked, her question is, who other than God can I turn to who will understand and give advice? Well, that's kind of how this podcast started with you have to get in community. So get with other married parents, and I don't care if they're blended families or not, Get yourself in community with other women who are married parents, moms, married moms. Well, I'm going to throw out a shameless plug, too. Like, you really want to learn how to do this and do this correctly and show up correctly. Like, contact Julie. And, uh, like, I mean, like, truly, though, because you could coach her through something like this and get her into such a better place yep. than where she is and what she's feeling. And, like, yep. the, I mean... Yeah, because coaching's all about habit change and showing up as the person you want to be. Because your real power in anything in life is how you show up. Because when you show up differently, relationships are forced to shift. Things can't remain the same when you show up differently. Things have to adjust and acclimate to you. So that's what coaching does. And it's not about controlling other people. If I, ha if I or anyone else could control other people, we'd all be, like, we'd be on the Maldives right now. Not Either really. that or you'd be in... What? <laughs> I don't know. Where? You're pointing, but you'd be, I'm... You'd be helping run in the country. <laughs> no, um, no, no, but, but like if I had the power to change someone, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast for free. Like no, I tell you that. But here's the thing is you do so, have the power to help people change I, yes. things. And this is why you do what you do. This is why you're the professional. It's the inner of, game. It's, well, yeah, but you also have like this is what you do. You help people realize their reality in themselves and yeah. their powers and teach them how to do this stuff. So it's kind of like yeah. this really like this, this wasn't if, if you guys are listening right now going, Oh man, they really put this together. Well, like, no, we got the email for like, this was a topic we had already this come up morning, with. We got this the email. email came through mm -hmm. as a topic and I found out about this email or we found out about this email, what, 10 minutes before we started this podcast. Yeah. So it's one of those that like works in, but like, this is exactly what you do, this is what you specialize in, is someone who's stuck like her and needs to get to a different place and doesn't know how to do it. So besides God, Julie is your answer. <laughs> yeah, I think coaching. And if you, if anybody's ever interested in coaching or finding out more about that, um, you can email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. So becomingheardnow at gmail.com. And I can give you more information and even I'm offering a free breakthrough session which is a 60 minute session with you um for free and just to see if coaching is right for you so coaching or if you have healing to do like past wounds therapy is a really great option I'm always like get involved in a woman's bible study that's a really great place to meet people but you need to get in community with moms who are married and the reason I say married is because single moms are on a very different journey than blended family married moms and it matters. It matters who's pouring into you and where their journeys are at. Not that you can't be friends with people who aren't like you, but if you're wanting to stay married and that's your goal to be in the splendid family, 
be around like-minded, like-hearted people as much as possible. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I mean, you know, find people. Yeah. I'm going to throw a little asterisk in there that your breakthrough sessions are free at the time of this recording. <laughs> so as of right now, so if you guys are listening to this like far into the future, cause these oh, do live, you. these do live on, on forever. the internet forever. Yeah. As, as you, I mean, cause you're getting busy in 2021, <laughs> they will be for free. Yeah. That so. might change depending on how busy I get. Yeah, you're as right. You get busier, in so. 2021, I can guarantee for <laughs> your, free, your breakthrough session free. Um, so contact me, but anyway, um, so who else can I turn to, you know, listening to this podcast and writing in, that's a great start. Um, what but about, I, what about our Facebook group? There's a lot of, there's a lot of help yep. on there. Blended life support group, blended life support group on Facebook is a great community of people who are like-minded who are and it's free. in blended no families. Yeah. You just have to join it. You do have to answer a couple questions, um, to get in, if you don't answer the questions, I don't let people in reason being, um, it's just a basic qualifier. I don't love looky loos or people who aren't in blended families who want to be in it well, yeah, just for the drama. Yeah. Spam people like it's, it's basically just to yeah. cover you guys and protect you guys and prote- protect our community Yeah, because a lot of times you are. You're sharing pre- stuff. Yeah. You're though. being vulnerable, you yep. know, and we don't want just. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great place. And I don't try to, um, I let everyone chime in before I chime in just so that people can help each other out. And it's not the Julie show. It's not the blended life show. That group is we're all equals and all in it together. So I always allow people to kind of help each other before I chime in down the road. Um, but anyway, it's a great, another great place that Facebook group to join. If you meta, (laughs) Is it going to go to Meta or is it Facebook? I'm so confused. I don't even know. You don't know. For I, yeah, for Eric doesn't really do Facebook. I don't, I, the Facebook. I just, the f- I'm not a f- big, huge fan yeah. of the Facebook. And if you guys are on Instagram, you can follow my coaching account at Becoming Heard, um, too. And that's just another way to contact me on Instagram if you're not a Facebook user or you don't want to email. Um, you can go follow Becoming Heard on Instagram and message me there too about coaching or whatever. And you guys, yeah, and a lot of you are involved with us and and chatting and messaging. And I mean, we're we're literally we're normal people just like you guys. So the more you guys interact, the more we interact, and the more it builds our community. So that's all, you know, just helpful for everyone. So. Yeah. So let's talk about bio parenting and all the pressure because I think that's a that's an, an I think. Something that you can relate to with your step-parent in your home. Because I feel like step-parents feel like they're also under a tremendous amount of pressure. I think everyone does. I mean, the kids feel like they're under pressure, you know, and they're being pulled in so many directions. But bio-parents don't really get that grace. No, bio-parents are the the golden kids of the family. You should be, you're like, you're the, you should. Well, uh, well, yeah, but I also feel like bio-parents are the ones that, seem like as we talk about it like they've got everything in line like they've got everything they've in order. got it together they're yeah. the leaders the yeah. buck stops with them but a lot of times in a blended family you know you have stepchildren i have stepchildren i'm a i'm a bio parent you're a bio parent <laughs> so at the end of the day like you you see where i'm going with this like, we're the same we're all the same we're all <laughs> equals we're all playing on the same team even though it doesn't feel like it, it. never feels like it because we're always dealing spiritual warfare that's we're the enemy he's dealing with you think i'm kidding i don't i'm the more i am learning i'm like mm, 
we give a lot of power away to things that don't serve us well, don't we? Whether it's emotions or frustrations or, I mean, other people who don't have our best interest at heart. Meaning the Which is so weird because a lot of people don't have your best interest at heart. Most people. Not even your children. They have their own interests at heart. (laughs) No, but at the end of the day, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you know, they're they're talking again at church. You know, he's talking about your core group of people that, you know, when you're moving, the people that actually show up and are in it for the long haul. How many people, you know, you guys are listening to this. Like, how many people, if you're going to move... Who would you call to who, be like, come help us? And yeah, who would show up? That's it. Well, and as they show up, are they going to stay till the end and get it all done? And they or just are they, come for the free are, pizza. are they ones that are in the, <laughs> the hurry and have to leave in, in one hour? And I'm sitting there like, man, I don't got a core group of people. <laughs> you have no people. I got no people. <laughs> I have, I've lost people a lot. <laughs> I feel. Well, but my, my core group of people is kind of because of me. Like I, I try to do everything myself. I try to be myself. I try to be the core group of people for everyone else. And don't really but try that, to depend on people. That's very interesting. Is it? Yeah. Why? I don't want to get into it on here because I don't want to offend you. Uh, everything offends me. I've been offended like 38 times already. Oh. Uh, I mean, yeah. No, just, but like it makes you, f- it feeds your ego, I feel. And so look, anybody uh, be, does. What? No. I like just, being I, there for everyone else and being important and being see, helpful. That's no. how. that's how different it you It serves and, you. It no. doesn't. It does not. I am so worried about putting people out and making people feel used by me. Right. That's different. That, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you like to be there for people. Oh. And that's not a bad thing. You are there for anybody needed you. In the 3 a.m. somebody needed a ride, you'd be the first person I w- anyone would call. Like no, if people I really and know that, you. Again, that's not ego thing like that at all. I'm that's like, just you're, you're just no, perfect. No, I just, no. I mean, you can chalk it up to whatever you want. But at the end of the day, I feel like. People aren't reliable like that. I want to be different for other people, not for myself. Otherwise, I would dress differently. I would look differently. I wouldn't be wearing a white T-shirt while with with messed up hair, you know, like as I did my live yesterday on my on my on my business. I didn't. I had just woke up. I had I literally had morning hair. I don't think I had even (laughs) brushed my teeth yet, but it's not an ego. If I so if I uh, my point is if I cared so much. I wouldn't be dressed like this. No, I doesn't it? Be you would like, say it doesn't feel good to help people. Um, to no. be there for someone doesn't so, feel good. Sometimes it does. A lot of That's times, all I'm saying. A is lot like, of times, it's just a lot of freaking work, but no one else is going to do it, and I don't want to be the so same. So you as have to go else. to the rescue. So I, f- I feel like I want to be different for other people, and mm-hmm. because we are called, and we're getting off topic here, but we're called to be the hands and feet and mouth and, and eyes and ears of Jesus. And I want to be, are you the mouth of Jesus? Oh my God. Okay. We're done. You guys, thanks for tuning in to blended life. <laughs> what? I'm just bantering so, with you. We're so off topic. Sorry, you guys. We are. No, but you're right. We have no viewers. No one's listening. Oh, everyone's gone. No one's gone. They're all gone. But all the pressures of being a bio parent, like the buck stops with you. And you have to be the one that fixes everything. I think ultimately the bio parent is such a tough spot because you do have a teammate in your spouse, right? Like that's the truth. But if a medical decision had to be made, a plug had to be pulled. You can't make a medical decision as a bio parent or as a That's right. So that's what I mean. So bio parents have like the, it's truly the buck stops with you. If you had to make any medical decisions or financial decisions or had to sign for your child, 
that's the bio parent and the bio parent alone. Right. And it's like as much as in theory, it's nice that you have a, a spouse. I think it's really hard to know at the end of the day, you really do have all that pressure that your spouse doesn't share with you as a step parent. Right. Do you, would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, but they've got their own responsibilities as being a bio parent on their own end. So we all have it. But, but some, that's, some step parents aren't bio parents. Right. But that's just what we sign up for. Like, I mean, some, some blended families don't have any bio parents whatsoever. I mean, that's just, it, it's the situation. No, but, but I'm just talking about the hardships of being a bio parent. Mm -hmm. Like that can be a lot for bio parents to feel like, they have all that pressure. They have all that weight on them. They have to be the one ultimately to show up and fix things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if a step parent doesn't show up, you still have to. It doesn't to. matter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're your responsibility, whether that's right. whether the step parents there. Or and not. in a natural family, you'd have two by a parents who would share that responsibility. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Really though, but like when you're when you're in a blended family, I think that gets once removed. Right. Like the step parent just really doesn't have that same call to action. Like if, if for instance, if our sons were both having in a school event at the same time, you would go to your sons, I would go to my sons, and we would divide and conquer. It wouldn't be like. I would miss my sons to go and we both be or, or vice versa. I mean, some do it that way too, though, you know, which we have. Yeah, but don't you recently. feel like that you have that pressure to always just be there no matter what? Because yeah, if you you're should. not there, no one, no one else is, is going to be. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing. And step parents feel like that can create issues with jealousy because they feel like they're pushed aside. Mm hmm. You know, so then you're dealing with like a jealous or bitter step parent spouse when you're just trying to show up for your kid because no one else is going to if you don't. Right. Have you ever felt like that? Yeah, all the time. Oh. That's just, that, I mean, that, yeah, that's, it's just your responsibility to do that stuff. So, yeah. So I think what you have is you have a bunch of bio parents who feel like drained because Buck stops with them, all the pressure is on them. They're brokered. They're trying to broker relationships. They're trying to be the peacemakers and they don't feel seen or heard at all in their families because everyone thinks that they should have their shit together. And what you have is bio parents and blended families who are depleted, who are drained and depressed. And that's how you're showing up for your family. So then it becomes like, well, how do I change that? So that's not who I am for my family because that's not helpful for any blended family to have to show up like that. But I think that you guys just try to bio parents, just take yourself out of the middle, you know, be respectful for everyone. Understand that your step parent counterpart probably feels a lot like you do. And if you're a step parent listening to this, understand that your bio parent counterpart feels a lot like you too and you guys are more alike than you are different and I think that that can bridge a lot of this separation we feel in blended families and kind of bridge a lot of that anxiety and upset that we have because we feel like we don't no one gets us I think your spouse if you give them the opportunity and actually communicate would understand more than you think because I think that you both feel quite the same at the end of the day and no one's really alone in it unless you make yourself alone in it and if you chose someone who's not a good partner then that sucks sucks to be you sucks to be you <laughs>
right, you guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We are The Blended Life. Grateful you're here, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.